Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and welcome to another episode of the Meat Justics podcast. So we've got a bit of a, a John-centric one today, something I've been wanting to talk about. I'm annoyed. I took Thursday and Friday off last week, and I... Did you really, though? Did I really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Okay. I didn't do any work. Okay. I, mean, I did work around the house nonstop, but... Uh, we, we drug you into a few conversations, but... Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, I did yard work, literally. Thursday, my wife had to work. We planned on doing yard work Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but she ended up having to go in, so I cleaned the house like a good little house husband. <laughs> By the way, John's brew house on Majestics is a stay-at-home dad. Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, you're living the dream. And he was laughing. Yeah, well, I assume he's laughing. He responded as if he was laughing. So yeah, that's pretty great. I, I was actually just talking with my wife about that in the last few days because I hate Mondays. I hate Mondays because I get to spend like the weekend with my kids. And then on Monday, it's like, dad just disappears. Where's dad go? Right. And it's, I mean, it's just Hard no on fun. The kids, yeah. On the other hand, when I see the frustrations that my wife goes through, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of a split deal. It'd be like, it would be awesome to be like a stay-at-home dad. And on the other hand, it'd be like, well, dude, you, you don't just get fun times. You get, right, you sure. get both. Yep. But. yep. And I mean, let's be honest, in many ways, you still have a child here. In many ways. I don't know if I should. I'm just, I'm just not going to comment. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we can talk off air about some things. There. The number of times I walk up and like peek in his office. Is oh, he going to yeah. look? Is he going to look? And then I go, no, run my, away. My favorite is John. He'll like walk. There's a, the smallest of hallways between our room and where the offices where Austin is. And he gets halfway in that, and I hear like the carpet turn around. He goes, no, this is something I could do on my own. <laughs> See? Or he goes, I better. And it's, and it's a comical Gosh, six times a week. Yeah, like, honestly, because he'll probably. get, you can see him have a thought. He goes, pushes up out of his desk and walks. And then he goes, you know what? I, yeah. He's busy. Don't I want to do, do that. To him. I, he goes, this is what he pays me for. And it's, then gotten, just, it's gotten better in the last three or four months, right? Yeah. With me coming yeah. in less. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was, it was worse when we sat in the same room for a long time. Um, what over there? Yeah. That was like five years ago. Yeah, well, I'm saying you're getting better. You probably yeah, have, you got, obviously you got no work done. You're just every thought. Ooh, what about Ooh, what about this? What you're, about you're this? actually probably not any worse than Dylan is. Dylan, I feel, is like the worst at it. But part of it is just his communication style. He like doesn't he doesn't want to email me anything. Doesn't okay. do anything. I'm like, no, that's it's an email. Okay, but he has to come in and talk. So he pops in my office all the time. Uh, with stuff, uh, it, it's been it's been weird lately. I, I've been getting a lot more overall. You haven't been as bad, but there's been so many times where I'm I've been sitting in a meeting with somebody else, and somebody pops in. Yesterday, I had like I had like a meeting with somebody, and I had me. three other people in the office. Oh well, one of them was me, your dad, then your brother. Yeah, they all came in. So then you had another one where there were other people in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. But I don't close my door on if I if I want to be interrupted i'll close my door during during a meeting so fair enough a little inside baseball there i guess yep. so, so you go to thanksgiving it looks like you're just walking into a board meeting then right you're just like oh gosh <laughs> All i just, the I just saw you guys yeah. Jeez, leave me alone yeah. i feel like dylan's like what he would bring to you are way higher level things too <laughs> like i'm asking you why oh. can't i make this thing work on the website he's asking you what do you think we should do for the next five years <laughs> oh. much different conversations no, I mean different, but not like five years out. We, that that type of stuff we have. I mean, we have 
separate time for it. Usually stuff like that gets brought up in like board meetings. Uh, we do board meetings every quarter. Um, we also have weekly meetings or we also have like a weekly lunch. Um, uh, Brett, Dylan, and I all go out for that way. We're out of the building. Mm -hmm. People can't interrupt us. Um, so there's things like that get brought up at other times. The stuff that he walks in my office on is more of like, there's a problem here. <laughs> we need to fix this. Okay. What are we going to do? Um, all right. So these are jalapeno popper beef snack sticks. I was going to say, I just made jalapeno popper brats and this, just looking at it, I'm like, that has to be what this is. It's so good, by the way. They are 10% more. That snap is incredible. Mm -hmm. Amazing snap. Yep. They are 10% more seasoning per pound of meat to deal with the fresh to cured sausage ratio. It is all beef. It is almost a 50-50 mix of 80-20 and what is it? 74-26? Probably 73-27. 73-27. Um, so it's a almost 50-50 mix of that. So we've got a, a really good fat content in it. It has the ratio of one and a half quarts of water to a 25 pound batch. It has sure gel, sodium erythorbate, cheese, and was done without any issues through our electric sausage stuffer. We forgot Very the number nice. one ingredient. That, that is meat? Love. There's no love. This <laughs> is spite, bitterness, and angry. What ratio of cheese did you use? Probably uh, real close to yours. Um, actually, probably more than that. Because it was eight pounds. Yeah, so more than that. I used almost an entire bag of it, and there was eight pounds of meat. So above so, one one pound to ten pounds of cheese. Okay. So did did you follow my uh, post this last weekend on meat gistics? Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, so the the sausage I made. Yeah, I guess you you wouldn't have because you were surprised that I had used the sausage. No, I was more annoyed and offended, but you know whatever. <laughs> But uh, made the jalapeno popper uh, into brats in collagen casings and cheeseburger cheddar worst. Did uh, a little over four pounds, five, about five pounds, give or take somewhere in there, and used a whole pound of cheese in each one. To five Fantastic. pounds? Fantastic. Yeah, 20% oh, nice. cheese ratio. It was killer. <laughs> That's <laughs> stupid. That's no, not even. It was amazing. Why bother adding meat? Just eat cheese, Austin. That's no. what you really want. The jalapeno <laughs> popper was good. Um, it tried to, I put mozzarella in it. Okay. It tried to cut down on the heat. They were spicy. Um, and then the the cheeseburger cheddar worst, that was just amazing because it, that's already cheesy. And you just put 20% of high temp cheese in there. And it was just, it was cheese overload. It was, it was incredible. Um, I got raving reviews. I should have known that cheese overload from you is not a negative. Like that's, <laughs> no. it was amazing. Yeah. Most people on, on the meat logistics post were in agreement that the cheese overload was a good thing. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that, but sure. Um, but no, so that's, that's awesome. Um, seemed to work really well. These are 19 millimeter collagen or smoke collagen casings. Um, we're still in discussions. What we're going to say when we release that, because technically it's coming with a 13 millimeter tube will be the smallest tube. There will be no 12 millimeter tube available. Um, so that means 
technically the smallest collagen you can use is 21 millimeter. But well, you fit 19s on it. I made that. So it's just there's a little trick that we don't know if we want to be like it's it's a lot of explaining to do. So it's just like you don't use twenty one slide them on. Yes, but <laughs> no. So all right, we'll go. Uh, when I was up at Iowa State, the, one of the Devro guys was there. I was, I was explaining this to him. He told me I was crazy. Made me send him a video of me doing what I told him I was doing, and I'll explain what that is in a second. Um, and then when I sent him that basically responded just saying like, no, that's not what you should be doing. It's the, the thing is way too big. I'm like, you're not addressing my question. So anyways, <laughs> how we get the 19 millimeter smoke collagen casing onto the 13 millimeter stick is by loading it exactly the opposite way. Now, according to the Devro guy, he goes, that's, that won't work at all. It's actually smaller on that end. But it works. You got the video proof. Huh? And you cannot do it the other way. It just like, you can unravel it and get it on there the other way. But this way, you literally, you just have to open the end of it, push it on. And you got to twist it a little bit as you're getting, putting it on to like give it a little bit more oomph. Um, but you're getting resistance way less, like right? Like there, obviously, so if you're going to try this yourself, you're going to try the path of least resistance so to speak so you're going to try to force it on you're like that's really not going flip it the other way and if it goes on a little bit easier yeah. at first it's that that's the side that's you want to yeah. go so if you imagine collagen like stacking bowls if you look at it real close when it's shrunk down uh instead of the bowls coming out of each other you want it to be like backwards like the bowls are stacked um open end down and you're pulling them off the top so, yeah, so the base of the bowl is coming off of the stuffing yes. tube, yep. that, but that's technically backwards. That's technically backwards. Yeah. So I was asking him, like, am I like, what's the downside to that? And he's just like, it, it's uh, what do you say, uh, putting like unnecessary tension or something on the casing. I'm like, no, it's necessary because that's how I can get it on there. So it's very necessary. <laughs> to be honest, it's probably it's probably a deal where you don't want to do that if you're running a commercial machine yeah, that, that has right automation yeah. um, because that's ultimately that's what Devro casings are designed for yeah. is running off of a vacuum stuffer that has an auto linker and a hanger on it and I mean it's it's more or less unattended people slide it on and the machine does it all and away. it ends up on smoke sticks going on a conveyor to a, a smokehouse yep. but if you're doing this at home yeah there's there's no problems no problem yeah um that little extra tension, probably not a big deal. Maybe you see it a, a blowout a little easier, um, okay. which would be a big deal if you were running an automated machine because then it creates a break. You have to stop. You stop right. production. But if you're doing it at home. And if it doesn't have a sensor, then you have meat coming out just yeah. you know, either onto a floor or a table that hopefully is sanitized. But. Yeah. So my guess is probably not something to recommend for higher level commercial production, but for at home. Probably doesn't make enough of a difference for anybody to notice. Yeah, no. If you're doing higher end commercial production, don't listen. To don't you. have <laughs> that stuff. You know. Oh yeah. No matter what happens, that's it, not. It will. It, we will have to specifically state on these again. Yep. Not meant for commercial production. Which I get. I get into a little bit of a rant here. Yeah, I knew uh, you. As soon as that started coming yeah. up, I know what you're going to say. It drives me insane. People in the industry that say, oh, this is a commercial grinder. This is a commercial sausage Vacuum stuffer. Vacuum sealer is the one I see all the yeah. time. Oh. And I'm like, you have no idea because a lot of our competitors out there, it, I mean, just pick on the big box stores. They're easy. Uh, Bass Pro and Cabela's. 
they they do that. They call their grinders like commercial grinders. It's like no, you are selling a three hundred to eight hundred dollar grinder. If you want a commercial grinder, come spend twenty grand minimum. Spend that, and then then we're well, talking. Hold on. You don't think the pro cuts are commercial grinders? Oh, R and D batch commercial. They're they're closer. I mean, I it depends on the application. It's it's more of a still a small batch thing. Um, I would say the the pro cut's totally fine to use in a commercial environment, but you're not going to run like 500 pound Volume. batches over yeah. and over through them. Yep. You're still going to do smaller batches. Like you're, you're talking like the whole, the whole equipment that we sell. Right. Um, you're talking a 200 pound mixer grinder. Um, that's where I, th that's where you really get like true commercial production. So yeah, in commercial production, obviously like saving, spend money if it'll save time. Like that is, 100% worth it if you can increase production in less time. At Iowa State, and I will eventually stop talking about this, but it'll be a while. Um, <laughs> one of the really cool things we saw was this guy who designs like the biggest of all, like huge plants. And it has, you know, lines that carry the meat, it grinds onto a line, and the line then pulls it down to the mixer, auto loads into the vacuum stuffer. So it's just continuous. The new mixers are two axles so they have two axles with paddles on them going at the same time just like you know not hitting paddles like perfectly timed and then the um grinders have two augers so it feeds it down it has two augers that are like exact opposite so it's constantly getting force there's never a like huh back up and push it's just a constant push down to the plate and i've it was awesome to see interesting you would think i don't know my first thought if you have if you have two augers you really don't you really want more than that because you're going to have too much area because i assume the head is still coming out as a circle i don't know but uh, yes if it was then you would think you'd want like four augers does that make sense because if you had two you got a lot of gap on like the top and bottom to make that a full circle. Okay. So if you had another one there, another one there, you got four. It's more circle-like. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, no, it makes some sense, but I, I don't know. I'm sure they thought of that because if know. you're adding two and it's making it better, we're Americans. Four must be better huh. than two. I I, I want to do some looking. Wasn't American. So that that we need we need to <laughs> ask. We need to we need to make a list of questions on like weird stuff like that to give to Brett and Dylan because they go they go to IFA in oh, two or three weeks. Point. Yeah, yeah. And so I we, say guaranteed like stuff like that. If you want to see something in action or find out information about it, it'll it'll be at IFA. It's only two weeks to rendezvous. Two three weeks. I don't oh, know. Oh my gosh. You haven't even planned about oh, it. Oh, no, it is like only two. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. God. I do have a question, oh, by the way, on the heels of that. Uh, do you guys see a lot of room for improvement with regards to meat processing technology currently? Like, what era are we in? Are we still in, like, the Model A and Model or are we at? No. We're in the Mercedes C-Class or whatever. And uh, We're probably, just my opinion, we're probably in the post- um, Ford and Chrysler being the big guys, you've got more different. Are, are we talking about commercial or retail? Because if we're talking about commercial, we're yeah. very much into the the 
super hyper cars. Yeah, they got like it. some of these things are well, just machine. But still, like, but just looking at it though, it's still just like, well, that meat is in this giant container, and then it's these giant paddles moving through it. So it's just like it's barbaric to a point. But like, how how intense can that technology even become? You know what I mean? It still has to have those those checks and balances yep. along the way. But yeah, the, uh, tough uh, comparison, of obviously, to something that has a lot more moving parts, like cars and stuff like that. But yeah, but it's it's an understandable one. Uh, until unless they do something different with like meat production, then no, it'll always be like that. And I mean, like, I don't know, some sort of meat replacement. I, I have no I'm idea. sure over the last 20 years, they've gone leaps and bounds too, just yeah. without anything. So, yep. Um, and then, uh, the last thing I oh, go ahead, do you have some? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. I've got a really nice example here of what happens to to cured meat when it's cooked. So this is what was left over plus a little bit in the bottom of the grinder, um, or sorry, bottom of the stuffer uh, for these snack sticks. So this is seasoned with the same exact seasoning. Uh, we used sodium erythorbate instead of encapsulated citric acid because I didn't want to tang on these. Um, and in, in all fairness, encapsulated citric acid does not burn quite as red as sodium erythorbate, but it still does. Um, but what we can see here is when we're mixing meat and we're adding a cure to it, it's going to create this grayish, kind of unappealing, honestly, uh, meat that looks like something that should be thrown out. However, when we heat treat it, we end up with this beautiful pink color. I mean, you can see it's not just on the outside, it's on the inside. Um, and that conversion... Uh, the heat being applied to it is what turns it and sets that color, letting it sit out for an hour, blooming it two hours, whatever you tend to like to do is what sets that. Um, and so the the final product is uh, nitro nitrosohemochrome, right? That's a yeah nitros nitrosohemochrome. Um, so this is metmyoglobin. Sure. Yeah. It's either metmyoglobin or dexymyoglobin. Um, and then when you heat treat it, it changes it, it changes it to nitrosyl hemochrome, that really nice pink color that occasionally my, I'll be eating some cured snack sticks or something at home. My wife go, you sure you cooked that right? Like, Shut <laughs> up, Lisa. You don't know anything. <laughs> it annoys me because, you know, I thought one of the advantages of marrying a scientist, oh, she's not yeah. a scientist. She always says that, but like I ask her all these off the wall questions and she's like, I don't know. I'm like, how do you not know that? You got to know <laughs> it that. It seems like the type of thing a scientist should know. Well, it seems like what she normally does is like so incredibly even hard to understand that I get what you're saying. Like, how do you not learn Why wouldn't you know all these other things? Along the too? way, yeah. <laughs> it seems so much simpler like than what you're doing. Like, yeah, it's the, ele it's the elementary algebra, yeah. so to speak, of her right? level. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's yeah. probably just something she's <laughs> never dealt with before. I was looking at a graph that she had uh, last night. She was monitoring the startup of one of their cells. And there were legitimately a hundred lines on this graph, all of them different colors, like by oh, very on. small shades. And it just looked like, it looked like Leo had grabbed a bunch of pens <laughs> and was just drawing on something. I was like, there's no way that means anything to you. She's like, yeah, I can see right here. This is where they powered up. This is where they lost blah, 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 blah. I'm like, gosh, God. 
You just got to look through it through that lens for that long yeah. to just be able to have it just make have sense. To know it. That's what I'm telling my simple mind over here. I go, no, no, no. It's not that they're that much smarter. It's that they've studied it longer <laughs> than me. So it's not an IQ thing. They're no. not better than me. Yeah. <laughs> now I see you've got a logistics thing. Oh, open. So I guess first, oh. so for those that are just listening and you can't see, uh, check out our YouTube video yep. or we'll see if we can take pictures. And, <clears throat> and Patrick got some stuff. Okay. We'll post it on, on the, uh, uh, post for this podcast on the Majestics website. Yep. yep. I took some, some cell phone pictures too. So then back, kind of backstab, back, uh, oh, backstabbing, <laughs> not backstabbing, backstepping a little bit. Have you ever been to a large meat plant? What do you mean by large? I mean, like full automation uh there was a lot of automation in one of the ones we went to when we went with oh you went to nebraska yes like that one yes okay i mean there's decent amount of automation okay we need to see if we, we can get you into another somewhere i'd like to go again okay uh, i talked to dylan but uh to see some of the differences in in machinery like meat mixers you can literally put like a couple cars in uh, we, there was nothing there. That yeah, big. that wasn't that. There's was nothing there that big. I was most impressed with uh, sanitation levels at those places, though, because we went to more of a midsize and a small one. And yep. The the stuff that you overlook, obviously, they're wearing the frocks and stuff for hair. But like, I had no idea that in between each room and there's closed doors in between each section along the way that there's actually sanitation they put on the ground. Yep. That you mm -hmm. actually walk, it looked like you would slip right in it, but it's actually meant to just well, we want to kill anything on the ground up to that point up to the door, so they just do away with all that but i just fascinating stuff along really the good way. point yeah They're very good um yeah and that plant to me at least what they were making was mm. at that time such a huge like I, it kind of i don't see it around as much mm. anymore no and i was going to comment on that too but they were pumping out so many yeah, a minute. Just, it was insane how mm -hmm. fast that stuff was coming off the line. And then they had the roll stock machine, so right into the packaging. Yeah. And they just had four people there grabbing them off the line and put them in the package. That's all they, they were doing even as fast had, as they could. There was only there was a a person there that was four foot something. They just put them on the shorter line. That's like they, right. Remember they had they had a specific like. Well, no one wanted to bend at the waist, so they go. Well, you could just <laughs> you could do this like, right here. Yeah, she was legitimately four six. Not even. Not even. Pro probably yeah, not. Really. Even. She's the shortest person you could be without being probably who knows the labels. Person. But this is the right place for this. This is not the right place for this. But <laughs> tell you about a joke I did to my sister once. It's just so cool. Like, and that's such a small community too that, I mean, what population of like a thousand, some of these towns, if, if that. So large portion of the people that live there actually work there sure. for a long, long time. And they, it's just cool to see that like, she obviously couldn't lift 50 pounds overhead, but there's a job something for her there. There's something there. So. Yep. yep. All right. We got anything else? Are we going on to meet matters? Oh. This is terrible. I should have had a tinfoil hat ready to put on. Why? Because of what I want to talk you about. You should just have it under uh, the... Yeah. I did at one point pull out a tinfoil hat. When was that? I don't know. It was during... Oh, it was during a live stream. Probably. They all... It was that evening live stream. Oh, it was just you and Yeah, him. it was just me. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you what's really going on at Walton. <laughs> with the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> all right. So uh, while I was on vacation, um, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways, but Thursday... Uh, I listened to uh, numerous different podcasts, um, and Thursday I was, somebody mentioned something about a fire at the meat plant, the big one at JBS, right? Like two years ago, whenever that was. And it got me thinking like, there are a ridiculous number of fires 
at meat plants recently. At least it seemed like it. Um, then Tim Pool and podcast of the Lotus Eaters, Carl Benjamin, both on Monday started both their podcasts with this topic. So I was super salty about that. Like very, very salty. Obviously, they have people working there way smarter than me who also heard that and were like, hey, something something is going on here. And it has been. There's been a bunch of articles out there right now about the abnormal uh, number of fires at food processing plants. So before we get into it, there's been 26 fires in food processing plants uh, in the past basically two and a quarter years. Um, so the big one that we are all familiar with was August 2019. There's a Tyson food plant in Kansas. Uh, that plant handled 6% of all the beef in the US. 6%. Now, do you want to hear something really impressive? I did some follow-up research. It was less than 30 days later, they were back to full capacity. Hmm. That's insane. That is, get people here, get them right now. They're working around the clock, like hire four construction crews. That was also pre-COVID. You couldn't do that today. That I don't think could happen in, in today's world. Was that pre-COVID? Yeah, 19. I don't know when COVID started. COVID started in, in Hasn't like it Decem been December here? 19. I thought it was always here. I don't remember a time before it. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So that one was in August, 2019. Then we jumped to January, 2021, right? So a huge gap between there where there are no notable ones. We've got the Delhi Star Corp fire in St. Clair. Firefighters used up two thirds of the town's water <laughs> to put that out. Okay. Then we've got uh, July, 2021. There was a Kellogg's plant caught in fire in Memphis, Tennessee. August 2021, there's a large fire at a uh, Tyson chicken processing plant in uh, Haynesville, Alabama. Now, that one was just taking chicken byproduct and making uh, feed out of it. But still, uh, August 2021, the Patak meat products, it burnt down almost completely in Atlanta. Uh, September 2021, JBS, uh, which completely shut down one of the largest processing plants in the nation. They do 5% of all the beef, all of it. Um, now. They claim that the cause of that one was found and it was just the dryers. Uh, something happened with one of the dryers and sparked and caused a major fire. Uh, November 21, Pennsylvania fire at a meat processing fan, uh, plant in Lackawanna County. It's a made right steak company. And oddly enough, I was looking to make um, Philly cheesesteaks two weeks ago. I couldn't find any made right like the minute steak, they're the ones who make that. Couldn't find them anywhere. Huh. So I don't know if that ever came back or not. I couldn't find anything on it. Uh, February 2022, uh, a Shears Food in Oregon had an explosion and a fire. Uh, Taylor Farms food processing plant in California burnt down. April, the headquarters of Azure Foods processing in Oregon burned down. March, a massive fire in Walmart uh, in Plainfield, Indiana. Uh, it was a uh, center for food distribution, and it was so big that 350 firefighters responded, and the ATF got involved. Uh, January 2022, poultry processing plant causing multi-million dollars in damages. That was in uh, Hamilton, Hamilton Mountain. February 3rd, 2022, a portion of Wisconsin River Meats, who I believe is a customer of ours, um, portions of the plant were a total loss. February 24th, 2022, boiler explodes at Oregon potato chip plant. I remember hearing about that one. 
April 11th, New Hampshire's East Conway Beef and Pork has such a large fi- fire that firefighters needed 16 hours to get it under control. Can you imagine fighting a fire for 16 hours? You gotta be super tired after that. I can't focus because you you said a word that sounded weird and I always have to make fun of you and you say words that are weird. What did I say? You said New Hampshire. Huh. New Hampshire. New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. It's either way. Is it either way? Yeah, it's either way. Oh, okay. man. How do we always do this? We find like a particular word that's like, we look it up and it goes, actually, it's pronounced yeah, either way. It's got to be either way. Um, <laughs> and then April 2022, a massive fire at Salinas Food Processing Plant in California. Now. Dude, food is super flammable. Gosh. Well, okay. <laughs> so that sounds like, like that. that's a, a fairly significant list of significant fires that we just read, right? The problem is there's 36,000 food and beverage processing plants across the United States. When you put that over two and a half years and there's 36,000 of them, that sounds a lot more reasonable. Like, it doesn't yeah. even sound that much, especially when, in my opinion at least, you factor in whatever's going on with everybody the last two years. I don't know if you call it exhaustion. I don't know if you call it uh, everyone's just had enough, but I don't feel like people pay as much attention as they used to do. I don't feel like people are as on the ball um, as previous. I've lost the ability to both see anything within six inches of my face and carry a coherent thought in my head for more than like 20 minutes. And then it's gone. So I think we all just need like a good six months of no news, no nothing, no wars, no pandemics, no nothing, just average life to like reset. So we all just need to agree. Nobody do anything for a while. Just no internet for six months. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, that'd be bad for us. That would be bad for us. I'd probably start riding my bike again. Just take it back to the third grade all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is is uh, yeah, as wonderful as that sounds. I don't think that'll ever happen. No, no, nope. the world will never slow down. That's unfortunate. I I, I wonder if if these are just like big, f- bigger fires that are reported. Do the same. Do you get? Or, do you get the same reporting out of like uh, a small town butcher shop if it caught fire? No, definitely not. I mean, it's a more tear-jerking story that we'll hear on the local news, but it won't make it to... That Patek one um, was fairly small. It was like uh, in a, a grocer or in a, a mini mall. wasn't a big plant. Also, right now, with the amount of attention being paid to this, if there were a bunch of smaller fires that didn't get reported on... This would have been the moment people, to- yeah. People would have been like, no, there were these, this, 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 and this. So a lot of the early ones you saw said sixteen, then people said twenty six. So maybe people did go back through and kind of find a few more, but no. Do you think no, in I general? Mean, now, I mean, bringing it up, that are do you, do you believe all these are hundred percent like legit fires no. that happened organically? Mm-mm. No. What percent do you think are like corrupt? Well, I think you've got two things going on there, or we've got more than two, but the two big ones are, and it's the main thing with any fire, where does insurance fraud play into this? Mm -hmm. Because it's not 0% of those, I'll guarantee you that. 
it's not a hundred percent of them. I'll guarantee you that it's probably somewhere in the ten percent. Like I think that's a safe. Right. Generally, like what fires are you or usually are. You also have the the people who are anti meat. Definitely plays a role. There was a suspicious number, like three of them were in Oregon, and they were all pretty close together. So yeah, meat protesting is still a, a still thing, a thing, wasn't it? God, I hate to be 100% wrong here, but I think they're protesting uh, the Minnesota T-Wolves game versus Grizzlies every time they're in Minnesota because the owner, he's into some other uh, animal activist thing to where he's doing something wrong with animals along the way that I'm sure he has no idea <laughs> that's actually happening. But there's been people protesting the games this last series. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, Interesting. They're running For the on- Grizzlies? For for the animals. Right, no, 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 I'm saying. <laughs> no, they're protesting the Timberwolves. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, they're just running on to the court, getting tackled and trying to show their shirt. That's they, what that was? They don't exactly. They don't even have time to to say that what they're doing. I had no idea what this was. So I think it's there was for this, animals. I think there was this it. meme of this you have no idea what it is, but it's showing part of the stands. And this lady gets up and tries to charge the court, and this security guard He's comes out it. of nowhere and it. just annihilates her throws her to the ground it's amazing yes that was the second or third person but then you watch it again he's watching her the whole time he's a hundred percent sure what's about to happen my favorite part about that is is like you know how much like floor floor seats cost for a for an nba playoff game no that person probably spent a couple thousand dollars just to get tackled four feet onto the court and probably whatever misdemeanor charges you know coming her way now but i just think it's so incredible like I mean, it's not the Super Bowl, but at the same time, sporting event tickets are just so it, it, post COVID. People want to be places now in person. That's just ridiculous. So sorry to disappoint. The crazy conspiracy theorist here at Walton's says that this is nothing. <laughs> it's completely reasonable and very, very probably average number of fires. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I'll find something better. We'll go to Skinwalker Ranch and. Find a dissected <laughs> cow or whatever. Get on the ground there, put a microphone in front of you and just start going for it. That'd be awesome. Um, okay. A couple other uh little news articles. Um the what is it, Alpha Gal from the Lone Star Tick, the you're now allergic to meat. To make it worse, it is also making people allergic to dairy. Oh no. It'd be horrible. So if I couldn't eat meat or cheese, my life would you be would ruined. be in a lot of yeah. You'd be, well, what would I do? Couldn't eat ranch either. No, we, we that's that's another major <laughs> food group. That's yeah, yes, the yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about this in the past, though. It is not necessarily a life sentence. Like it does generally, I think, go away between six and eighteen months. It's something like that. Do not hold me to that. Um, but yeah, it, it's not a uh, life sentence, but. So is it just proteins, right? I mean, that, that's what it like sounds like anyways. What else has proteins in it? Some beans. Never heard of it being, so maybe it's just animal, any animal proteins. Yeah, I don't know. I thought people could eat chicken though, because they always used to at least say red meat. That, yeah, I think there's a difference in protein. I've, I've known somebody that's allergic to chicken. It's, what? Yeah. What? Weird. That is weird. What about mm-hmm. eggs? Are they allergic to eggs too? I don't know. I don't know if they're allergic to eggs or not. Would they be open to us taking a toothpick, putting it in an egg and stabbing them with it? No. No. I wouldn't be open to that. (laughs) It'd be good TV. (laughs) So whatever, just another thing to be afraid of the Lone Star tick from. And then 
this ties into the episode we did while I was, well, technically I was gone, but you were gone for the episode. Wait, hold on. Oh, you did, got did, did you read how many like positive results there've been? It says there was 1,100 in 2011, 7,800 oh, in 2018. And uh, now they're saying like 34,000 have been diagnosed with the syndrome. Is that because we're killing too many deers or not enough? Because I don't know. Because if if they're kill if we're killing ticks, well, if we're killing a lot of deers, you you think it would the pop you know they'd go down, but but if we're out there killing deers and they're jumping from the deers to us, so it's they die pretty quickly. Um, Possums, maybe they're not. Maybe possums are dying off because possums are a major predator. Oh, they eat. Yeah, they eat a lot of those. A ton of ticks. Um, Who's killing all the possums off? What the hell? Yeah. I don't know, but I do know this. That makes me want to put my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> like, yeah. when did this start coming around? Right? It says 2011. Mm-hmm. When did the anti-meat push I was really start? Yep. Around 2008-ish was the first time I started to really see people. You, you know, shouldn't eat meat. It's bad for the environment. It's, it's bad when- for the wet amp. I don't know why I always do that voice. I do the same thing when I'm talking to somebody else <laughs> about my wife. And then I always have to stop and go, she doesn't sound like that. I don't know why I do that. Um, it happened when Joe's Crab Shack started to go at Peter or whatever on Twitter. That's when the animal activism thing happened, right? The, Joe's Crab Shack has my eternal love for oh, that. That was the best. They put a crab, Peter put a crab up on a, a, a billboard. billboard and said, I'm me, not meat. And then <laughs> Joe's, Joe's Crab Shack put another one up with some old bay on it. goes, there, now I'm meat. awesome absolutely awesome that's awesome yes i loved it but no somebody has genetically engineered uh ticks yeah to make people allergic to meat so So i can't help but feel personally attacked by this i could imagine them just throwing ticks out out the window get them oh this is what got on me oh my god get the dirty meat (laughs) wait they'd probably want to get bit by that right because there's like any urge to eat meat is gone now (laughs) forever they're like the guy that sat or that makes a spider bite him so he can get, you know, venomous powers or whatever. So. That doesn't actually work, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So this one ties into uh, the episode we released while I was gone. What had happened there was you and I had just recorded one. I was going away that following week. We wanted something to release during then, but we didn't really have anything to to record. Patrick and I talked about recording another one that day, but we're like, I don't know what we would talk about. So over the night, I was putting together some stories and a bunch of them were all about this raw meat diet, people just eating raw meat. So I'm like, all right, we've talked about it enough. I'm going to try it. So I bought a really nice steak, some fresh ground beef, and I had some liver that was previously frozen. Um, So I tried all of them, found out I hate raw liver, but really did enjoy the ground beef once we put the ultimate steak and roasted rubber on it. And the steak was awesome, which only reinforces my long held belief. I've said it a few times on this well, podcast. Brownie, at least. brownie batter, brownie brownies. batter, better than brownies, cake batter, better than cake, cookie dough, better than cookie, raw meat, better than meat. More flavorful, I guess, right? Uh, I would just, yeah. It's a word on the street. Just I mean, the mired reaction on the outside is really nice on meat. So let's be honest about that. But it is funny. A cooked snack stick to a raw snack stick. Ooh. Can you really say that a raw snack stick would be better? Just think <sighs> of that texture even, Could you even consume it? Is there stuff in it that needs uh, to be heated, so to speak? 
the meat. Well, okay. <laughs> Besides the obvious. Uh, Sorry, you left that wide open. You're talking about like the the cure would be useless to add because mm-hmm. it's not going to do anything. Um, so no additives need to, to you wouldn't, be. Right, yeah, we could reduce additives. <gasps> um, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> that does sound like that would be really nasty. The How snack, could you do that? Okay, well, hold on a second. The stick, right? We could do that. Well, the casing. It, well, it's cooked. the same thing as we did there. We just have to be super careful about where we source the beef from. Clean everything. You'd be eating and then paper, mix it in. the raw casing. You'd be just. Oh, that's a good point. Casing. Casing wouldn't work. Yeah, that'd be fine. Oh, that's what the. I love how that's the part he's okay with eating. Oh, you could eat the casing. I just eat it without casing, it, if anything. The casing, I mean, you don't need to. You don't that, need like, to cook the case, but like trying to chew through it is going to be super. Yeah, weird. that sounds unappetizing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the raw meat; it's the casing I'm worried about. Um, natural casing, I think, would be funky, but uh, collagen casing, I bet it just yeah, snap no. right off. Wait, a natural? Let's get John. Can you eat? There's 30 millimeter fresh can over you there. Please eat sheep and hog intestine, no. just raw. Oh, come on. Like I'm being the one who's unre- being unreasonable. You had a raw. You ate a raw steak. What you won't eat the raw tubes? Come That's on. Correct. <sighs> one of them's from the good part of the animal. What do we have here? I'm so are you just gonna flat out eat it? Or <laughs> I'm gonna try chewing on it. Shove some uh, some meat in there. No, I'm so just try that? eating it. 19 millimeter smoke collagen. I think it's gonna. It would be the the chew that would be objectionable. Well, give us all details. What's it smell like? What's it? Okay. So that rip. Fair enough. Um, this is fresh uh, smoked collagen, meaning like it's fresh out of the package. So it's got oh, a nice oh. like oily feel to it still. It's, Austin just went for it. Chews up just fine. Oh, wow. It does not have a good taste. Is it salt? I don't know. I just took a bite of jalapeno popper, so I, that's still all just all I taste. By itself, it has a not nice taste. Can you get it down, or does it probably stick in the back no, of the throat? No, it breaks down pretty quickly. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you could do that, but I would just eat. If we were to do that, which we oh. won't, um, <laughs> I would do it without the casing. All right, but while we did that, we broke that up into two recording parts. Uh, we wanted to film me eating some, then come back 24 hours later. Was I sick? Did I have any problems? Literally no problems. Felt great. Um so yeah, th- there was no problems there. However, one of the guys that kind of made me do it, now the mirror, which I think is where I saw the original or- article on too, has an article that says, man on verge of insanity after eating only raw meat for 166 days. It says an American vlogger has left his fans concerned as they fear he is on the verge of insanity. Um, he has been eating only water, drinking milk and eating raw, all sorts of meats and way worse than what I ate. He's been eating brains, raw chicken, raw, all sorts of different raw beef. I'll bet you he's got some sort of prion disease from eating something in the brain. I don't know. Like if I could, I could understand maybe some of it, if it's like whole muscle stuff, you're going to eat whole muscle steak, but it's, 
as soon as you get out of beef and you get to like pork and chicken, chicken. brains, any of that, I'm I'm totally out. How do you prevent the salmonella? I mean, he's must be buying it like from a very good source. It's got to be his body might have got used to it. 166 days. Yeah, I mean, your gut biome can do some stuff, but I don't think it can handle salmonella. Wonder if there was any pre, like if he knew he was going to do this, if you can pre-treat, you, you know, your gut, so to speak. Like, yeah, it probably stuff could, you could build up your gut biome. But I mean, forget salmonella, E. coli. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. Way worse. The chances the chances of getting sick off of something is really really high. I would be shocked if he had not had some intestinal issues. At least along. minor food poisoning. Well, he oh, might. Yeah. Have okay, like but, he, he might have a whole new thing we've never heard of because people don't just eat raw meat for the last hundreds right. of years. <laughs> that that's fair. This may be. He might eventually go put on a Viking outfit and try and storm. He's a berser- He's a berserker. He's yeah. just gonna go nuts. Um. But there's another thing that could be causing his insanity, and it's fame. Mm, yeah. He might just not be able to deal with all the attention. So what's it saying is happening to his behavior? Did it did it mention that in the article? At all? No, they're just saying he's acting crazy. So it's just off, yeah. Well, maybe he might have not been a very secure individual in the first place. But Why? Well, as somebody who... Has also consumed raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, as somebody who... Um, read his article or read the articles about him and then wanted to to mimic him. There's something different between saying, hey, I want to try this and I'm going to do this for 166 mm, days. Yeah. So I, I would imagine there was at least a predisposition to some yeah. mental oddity. Like anyways. I don't want to recreate into the wild, but I want to go camping, you know? Sure, right. Sure. Yes. Very good example. <laughs> Very good example. Let's go camping. Let's not go. Oh, I got my tricks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not go try and kill ourselves. <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. You got anything else? No. 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 Looking around? And just looking through all the links I had and if anything is worth. Emphatic no from Austin. (laughs) Those were those were the two that I pulled up. Did you find those or did you did you give give credit where credit is due? No, I found those. You found those? Why text post them? Text posted those. Well, I mean, why would I'm not surprised at that at all. Okay. I'm sure. Like literally. When did he like, post them? Um, three hours ago. No. Oh. Look at that. That's interesting. The chicken and the egg over there. Well. And by the way, disclaimer, uh, we usually don't put our cooked meat this close to our raw meat. It's just to show to you show guys the, the difference. Yeah. So I was in a meeting and Patrick was in here taking videos. I go, just make sure that doesn't touch that. <laughs> that would not be good. Yeah. Well, although I could probably handle it. That's what that sheen is. He took it and just like rubbed it <laughs> all over it. Oh, yeah. I thought, did you not want to get that? Do you think there's something? A couple things. Apparently, cornstarch is far superior at binding water than brown sugar. So I'm gonna try getting some cornstarch. No, sorry, not cornstarch. Uh, um, Baking so corn syrup, syrup solids. I'm oh. gonna try getting some of that, and I can lower the amount I have to add to make tender jerky. Um, so I'm gonna try that. But do you think there's something we could put on the outside of jerky once it's reached its optimal for us at least water activity that could prevent it from 
any more dehydrating off of it. Basically, could we case harden it without case hardening it? I mean, wax, obviously, but we can't do that. I, mean, I, I think you would just have to dial in the case hardening, case harden it to a point and stop. It just take a lot of trial and error. So I don't know of another way around it. There could be, there might be, but once you've almost reached the level you want, you hit it with really dry, really hot air and try and suck all that moisture out from the, the outer layer so that, and then basically make it so no moisture from the inside can pass through it. It's an interesting. Yeah. I don't know though. Somebody must have already done this. We need a food scientist. Yeah, there's one guy at the flea market down the street. He used to swear by just putting his meat on the front, uh, what, in his car? Well, on the front, uh, what do you call that, the dash? Yeah. Just to dry it out. And I looked at him like he was nuts. But you said guys do that sometimes, at least, you know, old school ways. Yeah, they shouldn't. But Yeah, I don't think he was allowed to sell anything to anyone. So uh, <laughs> I, I said, I said, what the hell are you doing here, but. <laughs> He had like a Vietnam camo thing around his head the entire time. So he's, yeah, he's seen things worse than a little food poisoning. He's just had a little bit of that. Bam. I mean, have you seen the pictures of like the old, old West with the, they'd have strings with just cuts of meat hanging over it, air drying in the air. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is a way to preserve meat. I think people just probably dealt with just getting sick to their stomach yep. a lot more in a week and yep. they go oh well i won't try that recipe now i'm again. sick again yeah right some of it is a combination of just salt i mean people used a lot more salt and just packed stuff on the outside with you salt you would have been so happy yeah it would have been fantastic uh probably why people didn't live as long because the blood pressure was probably through the <laughs> through roof, the roof. Uh, hypertension but some of it is, it depends on what area of the country you're in. There are some places of the country that just have the weather patterns to do stuff like yep. that. Um, where we are in Kansas, no, not not the greatest. No. You get over in like Missouri, Arkansas. It's not even that far away. Yeah. No, but oh, just vastly different on yep. how weather pattern com comes through. But uh, they're, they're much better suited to do air drying of meats over there. So just kind of depends on where you're, where you're from. Doesn't seem fair. We could move to Missouri. There's better stuff in Missouri than there is in Kansas. <laughs> That's actually true. There's lakes. They have some. There ponds. are lakes here. There are not lakes. There are ponds. What's the biggest lake? Is it El Dorado? I bet you it's El Dorado. Yeah. I bet you El Dorado is nowhere is it deeper than twenty feet. Oh, oh yeah. I bet. I bet. Uh, where, where forty feet. There will be like one spot wherever the channel is that runs through it. Okay. Um, I bet it's, it's over 20 feet, but yeah, most of the lake, no. Yeah. No. There is, there are a few different lake ranges in New York, whatever you want to call them. The Finger Lakes is one of them. They have one where they used to test sub sonar down in it and people would hear the pings come up through their toilets <laughs> because it's so deep that it was the best, uh, representation of the ocean they could find without actually going out into the ocean. All right. Thanks, guys. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, uh, leave a review. It really does help. We have got to get better about saying that at the beginning. Thanks for checking out the Meatistics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. 
And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.